So no one got my joke? I got it. I just ignored it. Oh, man. I'm laughing oh, on the inside. It took me a minute. You hear the faint odor of manure. So, you hear the faint odor of a cow running. I'm so relaxed. I can hear the odor of a cow mooing. Okay, so we will introduce Jade. Yes. And um, your wife is, of course, very courteous and... Uh, you, you can see it kind of a little bit of a strain on her face. Uh, like, you know, it's like, what's next? Mind flares? You know? No. Yes. Oh. oh. Anyways, yeah. They're too hard to potty train. We'll, we won't introduce Too those. hard to potty train. Chapter 204. The Gnomish Historian. Okay. So in the last episode, the party had delved into Malvern's journal, a diary that they had recovered from, well, that the tabaxi had recovered from the wreck of what appears to be an ancient um, caravan wagon. And they had gone through it. And what did what uh, gems of interest did you pull out from there? Um, it kind of gave us the uh, information that we were looking for in a way. It confirmed that uh where Alowal went to put his phylacteries and also where we can find his phylacteries in the future okay yeah any any specific uh gems that you pull out of it um we'll have to go to the castle in the clouds sometime where they eat people that sounds pleasant and that there's apparently a place that is protected if we can find it has some sort of winged creature we might be able to ride if we're lucky. Oh, that is true. Oh, sorry. I, I and that there's apparently a, the next place we need to go apparently may land be, lie between the gnomish area and the dwarvish area up high in the mountains that we have to trim to find. Yes, indeed. So a uh, couple of, couple of good things. It all, it also kind of confirmed the locations that you are had already visited those were all kind of mentioned in the uh in the text there wasn't it mm -hmm. yes okay but as we left the group um they had uh, gotten as usual off on a side quest um in this case well, trying this to is kind of a main quest get uh arlen's powers back and what were we trying to do there at the end no one we were going to try to teach him some meditation similar to my abilities to for wellness of body and, and those that unlock principles of the body. Essentially figure out how to unblock his chi. Very good. And we, we figured that the way that monks sort of magical abilities work is essentially willpower, which is very similar to how sorcerers function. So you figure if we're able to do it, then... Perhaps we can help Arlen. And Though, I mean, I can turn invisible. He's the one who can actually do, like, body healing. Yeah. But and, and if that doesn't work, then we can do ascending to my master at the monastery and see... Our if... master. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, the master. And, master and see if they have any other ideas to unblock G. Very good. Well, this is kind of fun. We haven't actually even thought about... Uh your monastery in, in uh, many a month here. Anyway, so uh, you had all sat around and started doing your kumbaya circle. Um, and uh, no one, you, you noticed, you know, you're trying to get Arlen to focus and look inwards and focus and focus, focus. And um, you notice that like every time anybody moves in the room, he just pops an eye open and looks around. And uh, you're kind of realizing there's uh, just like too many distractions with all these people in the room. I ask all but Arlen to leave. And Adri can stay because she knows how to meditate and can bring that calm. 
Would casting silence and darkness help? Oh my gosh. I could cast silence. That's actually not a bad idea. Well, I kind of need to hear instructions. See, yeah, I think sign we, language. Need, we need the room to ourselves for a bit. Right, because I can understand monk sign language. Actually, uh, that, that's fine. I need to take uh, Cotter and we need to go find some spell components that are on the pricier side. So we need to also talk to Sinia to see if she would like to have this done. Yeah. Yeah. And you we really can... haven't uh, introduced Jade Claw to, to Cynia anyway, so now might be a good time to introduce your new house guest. Yeah. And then we can like say, hey, uh, about the dragon and stuff like that. Okay. So anyways, you excuse yourselves to go talk to uh Cynia. And now it's just the three of you. And yes, it's uh Arlen, it's so much easier to concentrate without a whole lot of people scurrying about. And so Arlen, why don't you give me a charisma check? See how strong within yourself you are. Um. Oh, I did. Um. It is a eleven. The guy who can do calculus says it's an eleven. It's an eleven. I trust calculus. Guy. Okay. I mean, I'm just adding two numbers. <laughs> I can't. I, my brain said. Mitochondria is a powerhouse. No one, Adri. um, Arlen seems to be doing it all correctly, but nothing happens. Um, Although you remember back in your earliest days in the monastery being kind of lost sheep coming in and trying to find your way there that, yeah, the finding your center didn't come readily. Uh, You had to practice and meditate and exercise and meditate and more, more meditate for you know months before you even started to feel like you were, were into your center there. Um, so you could try for a little while longer, or you could give up for the night. I don't know which what you want to do. You know, let's try a little longer, but this time I will lead it, and I will speak in the soothing, melodic sounds of celestial. Ooh, very nice. And I'm not going to be speaking words that I understand, but the tones will be heavenly and soothing. And I'm going to um, (laughs) use my minor illusion cantrip to just do like, I don't know, what was like your favorite farm animal when you were a kid, Arlen? My cow. cow. His favorite cow, okay. Or pet turnip, we Um, don't know. You've met him. I mean, I can't make a very large thing, but I can make like a tiny version of a cow to like float around. So um, (laughs) why don't you roll... um, a performance check there, Noan, to see if your soothing tones are soothing to Arlen. Charisma time. 18. Yes. So the, uh, the you don't know Celestial, I don't believe. Right? No. But it sounds uh, divine. Can he understand anyway because he's a monk? Who's well, super... they can, but he can't. He's not a monk. He, he can. He can understand it. Tongue of the sun and moon. Oh, he can him. understand it. Okay. So I'm using. I'm there's. Mm-hmm. I'm using the the nuance and kind of the tones of the heavens, but the meaning is completely understood. Yes, uh, true. Yeah, that's the best thing. So yeah, we are trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> anyway, it uh, so it does soothe your mind, and it and yeah, you don't understand the words, but it's almost as if you understand what they're trying to say. And yes, very soothing. Now, Adri, why don't you give us an Arcana check and see what the mini cow does? 16. Okay. Um, So the mini cow kind of parades in front of uh, Arlen. And you just kind of get this feeling of calm. It's like, oh, yes, back on the farm in the good days. Milk, churning butter. Yes, yes, dairy products. I mean, it is not the good days anymore. Yes. And uh, well, there may be good days days ahead. Okay. So, Arlen, you uh, can roll another charisma check, this time with plus two from each of your companions helping you. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, 13. Okay, so what what did you roll straight I rolled up? a five. A five? Um, but that's a 13. That's not too bad. Um, so, but on the same time, it's not that good. So, um, you two see Arlen fall into a meditative state. You can, you can 
feel his whole body relaxing. And he has his hands in his lap very close to each other, um, as you do when you're meditating. And you just see this little spark. Just a little spark of flame that appears. <laughs> like a, like, a, like a, an immensely teeny tiny fireball that's, you know, less than a big lighter. But it's there. And then it's gone. And But Arlen, you felt yourself being drawn into yourself. And just for a moment, just for a moment, you felt that power that you used to be able to channel. But it, it seems like you might be on the right track. I'm like, hey, a little bit. So we know it's there. We know it's there. I think we need to continue this this uh work roll for me another charisma check just straight up 18 okay you feel very buoyed by this um this 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 feels like you're on the right track yeah you you feel very confident in yourself now good job yeah feel good about yourself i feel good about myself yes <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> hope is restored yes <laughs> Mildly. Humanity. Okay. Um, did you guys need to do anything with Cynia there? or? Um, I want to project, just bring it up to her an option I can do, though, you know, honestly, how expensive it would be. But then again, knowing how Arlen, or not Arlen, excuse me, Cotter's mother and sister love to spend money anyway, we can make it their task to locate these things because the casting is going to take a while. It's going to take almost a full, it's going to take a full day and then I'll have to recover after the fact. Okay, um, well, it, it, that's good, but it also occurs to you that, as uh, Adri said uh, last episode, that time is a bit above the essence. You know that whatever's going to happen is going to happen in the next couple of months, so it seems like um, it's a good use of the day, but at the same time, it's the use of a day. And what uh, are the components that they need to get a hold of? One moment, please, while I access my online buying category. Uh, herbs, oils, and incense worth at least a thousand gold pieces, which the spell will consume. But the duration lasts until it's dispelled. Okay, very good. Well, um, actually, as as you mentioned that, um, Cynia, um, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, sits back and exhales a bit, and says, you know, obviously that that's a bundle of money, even for the the Frasers. Um, but she says. Well, if you would like to do this, I think, yes, this would be an excellent task uh, for your mother, Cotter. She would enjoy such a thing. She does love go to the market. Indeed. Um, so, yes, please let me know if this is something you wish to attempt. I'm, and I'm sure that your mother could track these things down within a day or so. Actually, As a side note, don't we need to go destroy another phylactery still, too? No, yes. you've destroyed the one that you've had in your possession i mean oh, you still well, have to destroy the, two more two, apparently but more. Well, i just didn't remember if we did the one in our position yeah yeah you you took care of that one it was a fake factory <laughs> and yep. um you've got a fifth level spell slot right Krivel? i do uh, do you want to try to pick up a 500 gold piece diamond for raise dead if you can cast that I can cast it, and I absolutely can do that if uh, I'm sure, again, your sister and your family would know where to go to find that. Oh, well, they know plenty of places to uh, buy only the finest diamonds. Yeah. If you want to spend the gold on that. Maybe, I don't know. You know hmm. That's something we'd really like to have. Um, Could save the bacon. Yeah. How many... We do we only have a single three hundred gold piece diamond at the moment? Man, getting all our stuff stolen is really. I uh, believe that because the dark elves were nice enough to relieve us of all of our finances for a while. Though. Um. Yes. Keep in mind, we don't actually need to um, carry it on us right this second. The casting time for Raise Dead is an hour, and it is up to ten days. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which means that if anyone Plus, there's also a very big recovery time for whoever gets raised. So it's not like we have to have it, man. We'd have to have the diamond on hand. And it I mean, be better probably because I don't think there's any place on this plane 
that we couldn't get back to within a couple of days, even by air shift. Well, you just have to uh, cast. Um... Oh, never mind. That's just mean. But, yeah, <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, however, I do have a fifth level spell I'd like to try on potentially on on Arlen anyway before we go to bed just to see if it helps with his meditations. I just want to do greater restoration, see if there can remove any negative magical effect from whatever ripped out of his body. Sounds good. Well, anything else you want to do around the house before bedtime? Um, I need to... Oh, we were going to introduce Jade. Mm-hmm. Although this... Isn't this like the second time Jade's shown up? No, because no? Jade went off with... Uh... Arlen and Adri's group. Hmm. Well, I mean, this is the second time she's been to Portum Magnum. Maybe that's but, what I'm uh, Unless you were in the library that night, you didn't see her. Yeah, I do remember that not being the case. Okay, so we will introduce Jade. Yes. And um, your wife is, of course, very courteous. And uh, you, you can see it kind of a little bit of a strain on her face. Uh, like, you know, it's like, what's next? Mind flares, you know? No. Yes. Oh. oh. Anyways, yeah, they're too you, hard to potty train. We'll, we won't introduce. Too those. hard to potty train. Yeah, leaving corpses all over and stuff. Not really good. No. Okay. Um. So anyway, besides it, that, yeah. Um. I just want to like talk about. Hey, yeah. Um. The dragon landed. If you can just like act like that's normal when people ask you about it. Uh, to the wife or to Jade. Sinia. Okay. Um, it is it, normal for Jade. Yeah. And and um she gives you this kind of patient smile and and says, "I don't think that'll be normal for anybody anytime soon." I mean, the last time a dragon has been seen is in antiquity. I mean, there are creatures of storybooks up until, well, you kept coming across them. <laughs> okay. I mean, you hear about crazy people that have been wandering in the Dryadum Silvarum that see dragons, but you know, no credible reports from people in cities, and certainly not one landing in your side yard. I'll try to make sure it Always doesn't turn happen. the giant footprint into a, like a pond. <laughs> that would be Four. pretty rad. Yeah. Why does your pond have five toes? Why doesn't yours? Yes. It's the exactly. New well, I was going to say they have a pond created by a, the landing of a mythical dragon. Yeah. Well, really, I mean, it would be large puddles and not quite a pond, but you can excavate. We'll get out a little bit. Well, next time she arrives, we'll have her put her feet closer together. There we go. Sinia's probably like, we're planning for the next time a dragon lands. Yeah. <laughs> I have to get back to my treehouse somehow. They'll probably let you walk. Well, here's the thing. Arlen, can you wear armor and all that? Uh, I can wear uh, light armor. And you have magical items that protect you, right? Yes. Do you have anything that you can actively use as a weapon that is not your spells? I have two daggers. What are you proficient in? So perhaps we should try... Can you use an axe? No, I cannot use an axe. Please, please, Arlen. I have a magic dagger. The magnificent amount of weapons oh, yes. that a sorcerer is allowed to use. Sorcerers the the can plethora, use. if I can use that oh, term, absolutely. of weapons that the sorcerer absolutely. can use. Daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaves. Right? Daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaves, light crossbows. That's a good point, Drew. You oh. have your wand of magic missiles, right? I do have my wand of magic, magic missile wand. So you're like a level three warlock. Uh, in actually, power. I can cast up to a level. Six, uh, magic missile. Yeah, but you can only do it once. I, if, I if believe you what you're going to try to do here, Arlen, is minimize how many charges at once you use on that. Yeah. Maybe we can go a fourth, and we have a little bit of savings right now. We could attempt to go to those purveyors of reliquary things and see if there's other wands we can do to bolster your choice of items to use. Those will be very expensive. I'm just trying to think about because other than that, we I, I mean, I don't know what else to do. I just want to make sure you have a way of defending yourself because right now you're just a potential punching bag. Monks look over at the word punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> there forgot. Well, um, as, as no one was saying, he does have a plus one dagger that you could borrow. Mm-hmm. That would give you at least a plus one dagger. And you do have the ability to use light crossbows. So you could pick one up so you'd have a ranged weapon or a sling. You could do that. 
all of us with like our super powerful weapons and everything, and then Arlen's like back there with a slingshot. He's beating people with a staff. The magic stone cantrip. You can, you can give other people. Don't you have a staff stuff? of the adder or something as well? I sold that a long, time ago. a long time ago. Yeah. No, no, I traded it. I traded that it. That requires to... attunement by a magic user. So if he's not using magic, he, he well, can use magic. He just doesn't have access to it. That's the thing. Well, um, technically, he's a sorcerer. His magic power is just blocked, so he could still do it. I I gave I traded that to Mister um, Salamander Killer. I mean, I'd be if Sinio was work because she's with her with her keen mind and all that. We could, I would, would be willing to sell off this great sword to get you items to use in the meanwhile. I have money right now, kind of. Wait, what's the conversion platinum to gold? Ten. Ten. Okay. So I have effectively a hundred and ninety gold right now. So I can go get some basic weapons if, but the thing is, I will we not have basic it. weapons you can use. I'm talking about like changing one powerful magical item for a couple others that you can wield. Like, I don't know, another one that shoots web or something like that. Yeah. I think that at the rate they're going, he's going to get his magic back fast enough that like it'll it won't be like tomorrow we teleport to Porta Magnum, but by the time we need to need to fight, he should be back at strength. Is what it is what I'm getting from what I'm hearing from them. Well, that's that's the hope. So most like an uncommon magic item is usually worth about five hundred gold. Do we have enough to get you a wand? Is that true in this realm? It's a little more expensive here, but not too far off. Well, Probably together we could afford one or two. That's why I was willing to trade the great sword because in value that might just in magical value we could do it that way. Well, and we are marshals of of the barony. We have some status. We're not like just people going into the magic store now. Mm-hmm. We're Let's, all marshals, or just just no one Craval and somebody else. Uh, just no, no one in Craval. Yeah, all we have to do is go in and flash our patch. And see if that happens. Hopefully. Um, I think this time, though, we should definitely bring along one of Cotter's family members that is used to buying and purchasing so we don't get ripped off. Do you we ever use... We did just save the barony. Maybe that counts for something. Did you? Do you ever use your uh, great, that great sword? I do occasionally, but I also have the glaive, so it's not crucial that I keep it. Well, the, the big question is whether we just think in the long term whether this would be a good trade to make is you know do do we believe that Arlen's getting his powers back due to the meditation exercises that the monks are doing if so is it just a matter of waiting for time or do we need to shore him up right away well we have to travel right away either way Mm -hmm. I have faith that Arlen will find ways with our resident monks to do this I'm trying to think of doing actually kind of getting a bit of both worlds, something that can shore him up for now, and then will just be an option for what he does. So it kind of carries through. Investing for the long term. I also have the Eyes of Charming that I can sell or trade. Oh, but you should sell them so to useful. a prince. But how can you use them? I mean, how can you get rid of them? You need them to look like a nerd. Silence from the paladin. <laughs> so no one got my joke? I got it. I just ignored it. Oh, man. I'm laughing oh, on the inside. It took me a minute. I, I just pose it to the group. We can rest and leave and just work on it, or we can make one quick pit stop, do a monetary exchange of some wealth for some items, and hope for the best. It really doesn't matter to me either way. I think we should get him some items, and then we'll work on unblocking his chi as we travel. Yep. And in any event... He'll have these items to use even when he's regained his full capabilities, and that's only a bonus. Okay, so... And actually, what happens um, is Sinia um, uh, says she'll send a page down to the store and see what items they have that might be of interest to you, and then you could see about uh, maybe purchasing those. Now, the irony, Cotter, is, you know, we've come back and you've... The heated discussions revolved around, you know, bales of wheat or, or you know, 
how much of, of new uh, China you can get. Now we're around the table talking about magic items, restoring the powers of a powerful sorcerer and going to go after ancient dragons and giants and stuff. So it, it, it's a different dinner time tale. That's the different people are at the table this time. So it's a better conversation. At this point, what time of day is it? I've been assuming it's night. Oh, no, no. You remember you went to bed and you got up the next day. So this is this is fresh in the morning. You've just had a, a refreshing breakfast. Oh. So before we set out, I mean, I've used a lot of spells already. At some point, we should probably do all of this and then set out the following day. So at least my spell slots refresh because I've used up almost all spell slots between sending and everything else. So shall we travel down to that one merchant? And that's the only one we really know. Or should we um, ask Sinia? Oh, no. Sinia said she was Sinia there. Sinia page, yes. Um, uh, do we want to go to the library and research this uh, where Kermit the Frog is and the the uh, <sighs> Kermit's at the observatory. Who the the guy that was uh, the guy that suffers from um, powder? Library? God dang it! What the heck is it? Pow powder? Yeah, the guy that can't go out in the sun. Red eyes. The, the librarian has albinism. Yeah, Albin the librarian. You know what I'm talking about? I just can't remember what the what the what the, what the condition's called. Out. Alb He's albino, yes. Thank you, albino, yes. Do we want to go see him in the library? Because that's who's in the library, and we'll see if we can research this gnomish city a little bit. Um, do you... Wait. I'm getting my timeline mixed up. Did we do the meditation yesterday or today? Yesterday. Okay. Oh, it's a new day? Oh, that makes sense. So, wait, wait. If we did the meditation yesterday, so I have my spell slots back then? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep, new day. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. Do... Uh, does Creval, Jade, and Cotter want to go research, and then me, Noan, and um, Adri want to try the meditation again while we're waiting for the page? Yeah. Sure. Keep trying. Arlen is going to be so relaxed, dude. Do you need any uh, relaxation right, so enhancers? I, I'm speaking in, in the most calming celestial it's almost as you hear the bells of the seven heavens ringing in your ears and a tiny cow or just the sounds of mooing <laughs> angelic, angelic mooing you hear the faint odor of manure so, you hear the faint odor of a cow i'm running. so relaxed i can hear the odor of a cow mooing <laughs> Okay, so once again, let's have a performance check by uh, Noan and an Arcana check by Adri. 17 for me. And six. Oh, apparently okay. my celestials. So this is really interesting what happens. So um, Adri produces the little cow, and, and like I said, you can actually um, hear the odor of manure. And... Um, it's very pleasing. Wait, did you say you can actually hear the odor of manure? I'm so relaxed, dude. Yes, yes, yeah. He's so relaxed he's in touch with his manure. And um, <laughs> Don't phrase it like that. <laughs> no, phrase it better. Yeah. And um, that seems to please him. And then the celestial is coming out of Noan. And he sneezes. And you can kind of see it building up, Adrian. You, you kind of you kind of see him kind of kind kind of kind of do this thing, this thing, and, and he's covering. He's twitching his nose, and you can see him fighting back the sneeze. And Owen, is, or excuse me, Arlen is just slipping into that meditative state, and then he sneezes, and that just you know breaks it instantly. Arlen's eyes flash open. And, um, you know, just absolutely shocked. And this time, once again, there's a more powerful discharge. I say, sorry, I must have heard that manure. <laughs> <laughs> the performance was so good. Yes. Um, anyways, so Arlen, you, you, once again, you did feel like you're almost accessing that power again. And then you were interrupted. So um, maybe uh, maybe later today you can try again or something. See, like, sorcery's magic on impulse, right? So you get him really relaxed, and then you punch him in the stomach. <laughs> and then you just, like, <laughs> break my spine. Yeah. The magic will come out and protect him, I'm sure. That's exactly so, how it works. So um, the page returns, 
And they, they uh, basically, uh, you know, say for, for, for the presumptive new baron, um, for um, merely 7,000 gold pieces, they have a staff of striking and a plus one crossbow that they can sell you. Hmm. How do they expect to get any business with prices like this? Because uh, that's what everything costs. Yes. How much was it? 7,000 gold pieces. For both or for one? For both of them together. Um, and, and how much and, could and I... And Cynia turns to you, Cotter, and says, we can subsidize this to a degree. Hmm. And how much would, like... You know what? The I'm great sorry, sword Cotter, I can I can literally, literally bless something to do the almost exact same thing as this crossbow. Let's just give him a regular crossbow, and I can just buff it myself with my powers gifted by Nawada. It's just a plus one crossbow. And the what does the staff of striking do? So the staff of striking, it has it's a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls. So I mean, Neil say this is a powerful item. It has ten charges. When you hit with a melee attack using it, you can expend up to three of its charges. For each charge you expend, the target takes an additional one d six force damage. That's so it, uh, it hits pretty darn hard and but, obviously regains charges daily. So it's not, a, not to be rude, Arlen, but that will sound like something that one of our, like no one might want to use. And I can buff a regular crossbow for you during combat. So it, it's a plus three, um, quarter, plus three staff? quarter staff with the ability. And well, you, what you might, uh, think to do, um, is perhaps get this for, Arlen in the short term is a stopgap, and then it could go to one of the monks or so forth mm. for the long term. The long term, once you know. Owen Arlen, I think it might actually be good to go to Adri, whose focus is on range. But mm. if she had something that could bring her in closer, um, that might be advantageous. I tend to hit pretty well myself. Um, but I, I agree. We should give Arlen something that that uh, gives him some striking power now. Bunk. Arlen, it's your it's your choice, sir. We would happily do this for you. Is this something you want? And if we want to subsidize it, I'll do a trade with the great sword and maybe get some extra money out of the great sword. How much would the uh, great sword go for to sell? And I have fifty platinum that I can throw in. Fifty platinum. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah, you guys got lots of money. Um, yeah, so, I mean, 500, we, we've got 2,500 or 2,000 gold worth just in cash. And also I have my Eyes of Charming if they want to try and use that. Yeah, so the the even the Greatsword Flame Tongue um, would only go for about 2,000. Hmm. And what about the Eyes of Charming? But still bring the price down. Again, Arlen, I, I, it's your call. Yeah, the eyes of charming would only be like five hundred. Well, what, what, what would, mm, what would the price be minus the crossbow? Um, so if you just wanted the staff, um, that that's the larger part. They're kind of tossing the, the thing, and so it it would uh, probably be something. You know, it would knock it down to like six thousand. And um, Cynia says to you, Cotter says we could provide half of that and then the group fundraises the other yeah the great sword plus eyes of charming is 25 and then if we each throw in our 50 platinum we can do it i don't have 50 platinum we only need need 500 more all of us have 50 platinum no only you three have 50 platinum okay but i have 20 i must have done something with 30 um, that's a lot of money. Well, to we only we only went. need five hundred gold pieces after those two magic items. Uh, I'll split with no one, and that'd be easy enough to do. Twenty five yeah. and twenty five. Yeah. Okay, so you trade in the eyes and the great sword. So mark those off your sheets, and you get the staff of striking in its uh, place. And um, you can get a mundane uh, light crossbow if you want to use that. Uh, yeah, I can get a mundane. Okay, and that's no problem. They can just commission that from one of the weapons makers. Without I'm sorry, just because I don't want to sound like an idiot, we did confirm that he can use a a bow staff, right? Yes. Yes. Just making sure. Yeah. Uh my second magic item. Goodbye. What was your first? 
the ring of mind shielding. Mm. That is right from the uh, the worms. Does word. the staff require attunement? That is a wonderful question. That is a great question. Requires attunement. Okay, I have to do some rearranging. What do you also have that requires attunement? Let's see. Iron stone. The belt. Cape of the Montebank. Uh, magic missile wand. Hmm. The wand requires attunement? I think so. It would make sense. I don't sense. think the wand is attunable. I think anybody can use the wand. Yeah, let me check the wand out real quick. And how many two mints are you allowed again? Four. Three. 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 Four. Three. 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 Oh, then it's the ironstone um, belt and Cape of the Montebank. Yeah. The only ones that require two mint are um, like paralysis and fear okay. and enemy detection. Wand of Magic Missiles does not. What does that cape do? Uh, I cast Dimension cast, Door. Uh, Allows him to bamf out. That's, that's easy to, to. I don't think we'll need that. Yeah, uh, not he, for... No, he needs it all the time. That's that's the only way he gets out of things. Well, I use Misty Step, but. Mm -hmm. But it had that did save your bacon against the Mind Flayers because um, that was the last thing you had that could um, get you out of there. I can, unattune the Iron Stone because that's only what, a plus one. What is the Iron Stone though? Uh, it's a plus one AC. Oh, you have a plasma AC? Yeah, you, you, I, you know what? I got rid of the great well, sword, so that when I have an attunable spot open, I'll take the stone and. Well, the thing is, the thing is, like, um, it's either I get rid of the belt, which is a plus two, or I get rid of the stone, which is a plus one. Well, why don't you give the stone to Kraval, like he suggested? Sure. And then you can put in the staff instead. Yes. And that's just AC one. Question: Do, uh, The gloves of acid resistance that we got are those attuned items? They are not. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I think if I tossed in like poison injection or something, they probably would be. But uh, since they're just uh, confer resistance and so forth, not attuned, not not necessary for attunement. So if a staff was striking, and remember, Adri, that's your friend you're wearing too. With friends like that, who needs enemies? Okay, so what is the next step for the party? Uh, we seem to have Arlen moving perhaps in a good direction and uh, got to uh, resupply a bit here. What are we going to do next? I think we should head to Faramond's and, well, actually, we could do two things. We could visit the library here and see if there's like an old map because they had a lot of old books. Or we could forego that, go to Faramond's and speak with Baron Nola and see if her researchers who would deal and the gnomes there know more about the ancient area, which it also is a good resource point. I, I like the idea of going to Faramond's. I, I think, think that we should go to Faramond's. They'll, they'll know the area better than any old book. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the, okay, the only thing that suggests for the book is just that you are in Porta Magnum right now. So if you had to backtrack, that would be backtracking. Yeah, it would be easy. We could just cast a teleportation circle. And Absolutely. So um, let's go find an because they have airships here, right? Mm -hmm. In Port So let's go down there and charter a ship to Fairmonts. Okay, yeah, and they just have regular uh, passages that happen, so you can easily get on board uh, one of them. And um, so no, no library visit. We're nixing that idea. I mean. It's early in the day. We could just swing by real quick. We don't have to spend all day in there. Well, you, you probably would have to because, I mean, you're looking for ancient tomes and things like that. So I feel like right. if we just ask them, they'll hey, be able you to know, point maybe, us where it maybe, is. Maybe Jade has, can, like, find something a lot more uh, quickly than we can as she lives in a library and kind of her DNA is research. Yeah, well, as we pointed out jade was kind of sort of the cotter of the uh tabaxi and uh spent uh, most of her time outside playing hooky um shooting uh, things with her bow and and not paying much attention it's like if red was here that would probably be the the way to go but uh jade is kind of more of the uh the uh rural type than than the bookish type are there librarians <laughs> are there librarians in your library they're always useful to ask about. Things. Well, yeah, you've met the you've librarian. You've met the librarian. 
talking to the people of the group. You've met the You've librarian. Been there, you, but you I'm know. talking to you guys and giving you guys ideas, you the, know? The, oh. Like, you can ask the librarian for help. I mean, we could do that, too. Uh, we have three possible equations here. I think, while the librarian is a good idea, too, I still think maybe no one's correct because I think the memories of the gnomes and the dwarves would be pretty long about their ancestral homes, one would think. Okay, um, so then charter a, a ride over to Faramond's? I believe so, yes. Okay. Are we agreed on that? Let's do it. Very good. So um, you grab another boat, uh, not the um, Coeptus, that's usually the one usually, but uh, one going the opposite direction. And uh, end of the day, you find yourselves pulling into Faramond's. Um, are you going to warn the uh, Baroness that you're coming, Nola? Or are you just going to oh, show? Absolutely. Okay. I'm just a quick sending, just saying, Nola, uh, we are coming by to seek your knowledge and aid of you and your people. Might we come visit on the morrow? And um, you get a message back basically saying, but of course. Excellent. And when you arrive, you do find an honor guard waiting to escort you directly into uh, the apartments of the Baroness. And she is sitting there and rises to meet you and, and uh, says, Ah, what can we do for you? What can we help you with? What's bringing to you here? It's so good to see you again. We have need of your histories. Um, we are looking for a lost city that last that mm -hmm. was last known to be between here and the current Gnome City. Mm -hmm. One that your people and the Gnomish people would have called home at one point. Ah, yeah, no, there are legends of that. Um, let me let me call the historian of the gnomes and uh, see what we can determine. And she calls one of the pages aside, and um, he goes running out of the room there. And uh, presently, um, and presently like a half an hour later, because obviously it has to come from the gnome settlement uh, higher up on the hill, um, a real ancient gnome shows up. Uh, still hale, um, walks with the aid of a cane, but still hale. And, uh, you know, he, he bows low and he says, Your Excellency, you watched to see me? And she says, Ah, Brett, th thank you for coming. These uh, were the... Uh, heroes from Porta Magnum have some questions for you. We were looking for the ancient gnome settlement in between Faramond's and Kalesque. Ah! Fanciers of history, I see. Yes. People after my own heart. Yes, well, um, it, it is well known that in the ancient days, uh, before the fall of the kingdom, that there was, in fact, a magnificent settlement of tinkers that was high in the mountains between Kalesque and Faramond's. It is said that the barons and the kings even visited them for their fabulous treasures. Ah, alas, so much has been lost since that time. Um, yes, he says, tapping his chin. What can I remember there? Um, there was a settlement, and um, unfortunately it was overrun, as were anything that wasn't a walled city, uh, back in the dark days after the mage wars, uh, all of the uh, city was destroyed, I believe. As dear as we can tell, at least. There was a great diaspora of gnomes, and that's why the gnomes live here in Faramond's. That was their original homeland. Oh, he kind of peers off into the middle distance. I do remember something. What was it? Diaspora. Going, going back. Yes, I remember now. Oh, but it has been too long. Some 50 years ago, um, a group had left. They were going to reconnoiter the gnome home. But now that I think about it, they never returned. Does this sort of thing happen often where someone just goes off on a mission and vanishes no but uh such things are disturbing enough that i believe everyone thought that they had been lost in the wilds of the mountains uh it was generally considered to be a fool's errand no one has seen the gnome home for many a generation um the legends live on in our tales but uh yes it uh 
it was considered an unfortunate enterprise and written off at that point in time. Do you have any sort of history less or legend, not history, or even history about some sort of creature that lived within the city that you all used for making things? Oh, certainly nothing like that. I mean, we have used many, uh, the assistance of many creatures, but nothing legendary in the city. Um, all on a slightly smaller scale. Obviously, we prefer to use the arcane crystals to make inventions of mechanical design. Uh, we've had some assistance, but nothing like powered the city or anything. It might have been nearby then, instead of like integrated. Well, the vision was specifically in the city. It was? I thought it was yeah. just a cave. With smoke coming out? Uh, I guess so. Would you be able to point out on a map where this would, this settlement would be, or the ruins of the settlement would be? Only in the most general of terms. We know it was between Kalesque and Fairmonds, but unfortunately a thousand years of history have buried it in the legends and perhaps even physically buried it in the peaks there above the two cities. Um... Out of character question, how safe is flight? Like, if you fly around, are you going to get, like, eaten by a passing dragon? Or will you just, like, fly around? Um, seems to be pretty darn safe. But, um, I mean, it is subject to the regular rules of flight. So, for instance, one of the reasons people don't tend to go up in the mountains is the air currents are very unpredictable. Um, and that's why, you know, airships tend to go across the mare and around a circuit around the mare, things like that. It's, you know, fairly predictable out over the mare, but um, certainly none of the big ships go up there just because, you know, the air currents are so unpredictable in the mountains. They go up and they go down. You get, you know, magnifies all of the weather. Um, you know, e even Danya, if you remember, didn't wasn't crazy about the idea of going up into the mountains at all. And, uh, I mean, you get the, the daredevil types that uh, want to do so, but um, most of the time people just re rely on going about the kingdom itself. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. We can continue. We have a friend with us that is a reportedly expert tracker of what I have no doubt. By any chance, would you indicate in the gnomes or Baranola happen to have somebody in amongst your cities that happen to make those mountains their hobby so they know them quite well or anything of that nature and the baron says well um while we do live inside a mountain uh it's not uh, really our thing to go exploring much uh much beyond the peaks around here um there's always the occasional you know person that gets a desire to go but uh by and large no we're, we're homebodies there and 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 uh then the gnome guy says and uh, we are more interested in what we can do with our hands than what we can do watering about the mountainsides. Uh, although, like I said, about 50 years ago, a group did go there, or allegedly did. We never did see them. So they may have been waylaid along the way, or perhaps they uh, met such dangers in the peaks that they could not survive. Sounds like fun. Um, but the uh, gnome does pull out a uh, map out of his uh, case and he kind of points to the region between Kalesque and Faramans and says if you should choose to search for the place um, all of our histories seem to indicate it closer to Kalesque than Faramans so if you should trek say a day and a half or two days to the west and up into the hills that would be the general area that is found. If, if your tracking friend is as good as you say, uh, perhaps this tracker can find evidence of where the place used to be. Well, this is very, uh, I think this will be very useful. I'm so glad I could help. Thank you indeed. So at least we have an area. This is more than we had earlier today. Very good. So what are you going to do? Um, I think we'll ask Nola for, I mean, what time of the day is it? Do we get there like in an hour or do we get there in about 12 hours? Uh, you could already spent some of your day, um, in Porta Magnum shopping about. So you, you probably rolled in, in the, uh, early evening. I mean, you could probably stay for dinner if you wanted to, 
But I mean, the lights are beginning to pop on in in uh, in and around the mountain now. I would hope they're on mm-hmm. all the time. I think I would, uh, at least I would like to look at Noel and said, "Well, if you're almost on the tail end of your day, how about uh, an evening's feasting and drinking, and then we'll be on our way in the morning, and I'll let keep you apprised of what we find." And she says, "That sounds like a great idea." And hey, don't, don't be such a stranger. Oh, don't worry, Nola. We we are trying not to be, but as you know, the dark times haven't quite left our land. So we'll drink in memory of the good times and drink and helping us for better times. And I think that when I get knocked down, but I get up again. Nothing's ever going to keep you down? Exactly. And so uh, Nola commissions a grand feast, and you notice that at the feast is that other dwarf that was with her at the Baron's conference. And Like noticeably with her, with her? Um, they seem to be pretty close, yeah. And she um, introduces him as Difed and explains that, uh, that the two of them actually had... Uh, had been close in the past and had kind of, you know, been an off and on thing. But now that uh, she's kind of more in a, a stable footing, the two of them are definitely on again. Excellent. Um, I'll offer him a drink. Very good. And um, this was not quite the feast like you had in the main grand hall, but neither is it at a private dinner um, in the Baron's apartments. It's a... Uh, kind of a medium affair. They have a rather large hall and um, a lot of food's brought in. And uh, you notice definitely the fare has improved since the last time you are here. Um, you also notice that Nola's accoutrements, all of the uh, accessories she have, is a lot more gold than you saw before. There's a lot more precious uh, gems and a lot so forth. So uh, apparently the fortunes of the Barony are up since they've discovered that mine that Cotter noticed. I'll make, I would like to make just a slight mention of that and see how, you know, how the mine's going for them and whatnot. And just, oh yeah, well, we, we got to thank you, uh, Sir Cotter. Um, oh, and congratulations on your announcement uh, to uh, be taking over the next Baron. Um, that's pretty good. Oh, and while I'm at it, have, have you uh, figured out which one of you would be the the new Baron for uh, Excalbarian Colise. I mean, I, I don't want to pressure you if you haven't decided. Um, but yeah, uh, things have been looking up greatly for us. The uh, mine was even more productive than we thought it would be. And uh, it's, in fact, several, several of our chief miners have said it's the richest strike of gold they've seen in many a generation. Uh, so yeah, and, and now without uh, Excalbarium Colise uh, being um, a huge problem in the in uh, transport, we... Uh, we feel that, uh, you know, better times are at hand. Excellent. Well, that certainly is a good thing. Um, yeah, we are uh, discussing and about who might take over that role, and we have some ideas. It'd be nice to know, though, that whoever we chose, uh, that you would uh, be more than willing, or help would be willing, not more than willing, but be willing to back our choice as uh, neighbors and future allies and all. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, any of you. If you decide to step up, we'd uh, all of Ferramans would be behind it. We uh, owe you a great debt. That is excellent. As is the as is the beer. <laughs> uh, when we announce it, we will make sure that you are amongst the first to know. As I'm sure that whoever we choose will generate quite an astonished reaction. Well, I I uh, definitely hope that yeah the the, the council of barons should be definitely first to know um so i hope we're first to know and she kind of winks at you and says yeah well i i can also uh promise you from the bottom of my heart that uh whichever of you should decide to do it will have our undying gratitude and our full support i'll kind of just look a little side-eyed at adrian not trying not to be obvious but like that is good to hear um also i would like to make a service available to you and i will also mention going to her uh, throne room area where she greets everybody and hallowing that ground for the same purposes of her protection if she would so would like be inclined to do. And she says, oh, well, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, right now we seem to have security well in hand, but uh, with the kind of foes that you've been encountering, uh, you never can be too safe. Indeed. I just want to make myself available to you as always. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. 
So anything else there um, as the feast winds on? Um, Arlen probably wants to meditate after. Yes. Okay. So you uh, eat and drink and be merry. And um, we go back to the apartments. And are uh, both the monks going to help as previously? Yes. Yes. Okay. So once again, give me the performance and the arcana check. Can I help this too? How can you help it? I don't know. That's what I wanted to ask you. I was thinking one was kind of while he's meditating, just kind of push a greater restoration into him to help him clear his channels of any negative influence. Okay. Well, hey, why don't you do that um, while uh, while it's happening? So um, scratch that spell slot, and let's see the performance and the Arcana checks. Um, I will, with my minor illusion, summon the sounds of wheat fields. <laughs> Um, and I got a 14. Okay. And and speaking uh, about calm and visualization, uh, unblocking channels, releasing dams, I got a 16. Okay. So the celestial tones are very soothing to you, Arlen. However, you never really enjoyed the wheat farming. That was not really fun. You, you were much more of the livestock person. Um, so you only get plus two on that on your role and you attempt to do the greater restoration and you do feel very whole in yourself arlen when that happens but nothing more really than that so what give me another charisma check on that with the plus two no 11 11 so once again just a feeble little spark um but you know once again you you can kind of feel as you meditate that connection to that greater whole. Okay, anything else uh, tonight before you retire? I think that's good on my end. Anybody else? Okay, and then um, you're going to take off the next day, and how are you going to take off? Are you going on foot? What are you going to do? I don't know that we have any choice but foot if we're going to go up in the mountains, because we know the boats won't go up there. Okay. I'm going to... uh summon something did we want to well actually didn't we get rams at one point uh yeah you did get riding rams at one point in time um so you're gonna get riding rams again well i mean Cotter we're gonna go up in the no. mountains and they're that's their jam okay um Cotter says i want different and so they they have um a number of them and and uh, nola's happy to lend them out to you the the smaller ones have a 1500 inscribed on the side of their horn and the bigger ones have 2500 inscribed on the side of their horn and what was cotter going to do as he exited the gate cotter as if i couldn't guess so cotter exits the gate and he sends out a whistle and out from the tree line mystically there comes his horse and then for 10 minutes he casts a spell and at the end the horse shines what's a brilliantly white and at the end, it is no longer the horse that was, and it is now a winged Pegasus. Ooh, that's a horse of a different color. Well, it's the same color, actually. Okay, so Cotter now is riding a Pegasus. And obviously that astounds everybody that is watching. Oh. And then you guys... In my mind, I'm like, of course he's wearing, riding a Pegasus. <laughs> and you guys start to... Um, trot off into the distance and start heading up in the mountains and that's where we're going to stop today Okay, well, it looks like the party has a direction to go now, at least of one form or another. Uh, like I said last time, had a whole skills check so they could check the library. They kept talking about checking the library, they didn't check the library. <sighs> there we are. Anyway, so they'll have to go with the info that they have, and hopefully it's enough to get them going in the right direction. And they do have Jade Claw, who is a mountain tracker, so that'll be helpful as well. But who knows what dangers 
lie between here and there. The last party that apparently that went to check things out never came back 50 years ago. And what's happening with Arlen's powers? Will he get him back? Can the meditation help him? Seems like it's going the right direction. So what's going to happen? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.